welcome to the Prairie Sun Living Podcast. Hello, thank you for listening to the Prairie Sun Living Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget McKay, and today we have Season 1, Episode 5. Today, guys, we're going to talk about some holiday safety tips when putting up your lights indoors and out. Also, we're going to start a new segment called Riverbend Living Spotlight. And in this segment, we're going to talk about and highlight one of the tourist attractions, state parks, or small businesses that we are finding and exploring as we've moved to Alton, Illinois, the St. Louis area, and the Great River Road. Our top 10 holiday safety tips are for those of us that are just putting out decorations or holiday lights indoors and outdoors. If you're like me, we're getting a little bit of a late start putting things outdoors, but indoors they've been up for a couple of weeks and I'm changing a few things this year after going over this list with the girls and my husband and really changing up and throwing out some of the things that are maybe a few years old. Number one, inspect electrical decorations for damage before use. Cracked or damaged sockets, loose or bare wires, and loose connections may cause a serious shock or start a fire. Number two, do not overload electrical outlets. I am so guilty of this. Overloaded electrical outlets and faulty wires are a common cause of holiday fires. Avoid overloading outlets and plug only one high wattage appliance into each outlet at a time. Number three, never connect more than three strings of incandescent lights. Who out there has maybe done five, six, seven, or eight (laughs) strands of lights for outside together? Guilty! More than three strands may not only blow a fuse, but can also cause a fire. Number four, keep fresh the tree by watering daily. Dry trees are a serious fire hazard. Now, this is something I did not realize how combustible these fresh trees are. But if you're like some of my neighbors and friends who are die hard, going to the tree farm, cutting that sucker down, bringing it home on the back of the car, this is for you. Make sure you check that tree, the water level daily. And you can check the moisture level. If you're having a lot of needles falling down, the tree is too dry. Number five, use battery-operated candles. Candles start almost half of home decoration fires. This is something that I am guilty of and is going to be really hard for me this year to use the little flicker lights because I love tea lights. I love the scented candles. It's something that we do every year. We put them in the house. I use scented candles probably year-round, even if it's just essential oils in the candles the soy candles, I use them year-round because I just love the way that it it makes the house smell. It feels more inviting when the house smells nice, especially with these warm, um, you know, cookie-smelling seasonal scents. Number six, keep combustibles at least three feet from heat sources. A heat source that was too close to the decoration was a factor in half of home fires that began with decorations. Number seven, protect cords from damage. To avoid shock or fire hazards, cords should never be pinched by furniture, forced into small spaces such as doors or windows, placed under rugs located near heat sources, or attached by nails or staples. 
I am guilty of all of those. So that's something that we had to change up and get some extra extension cords um, outdoor, especially because I'm notorious for using the garage as a power source. And then, oh, that's okay. That garage door just goes up and down on that sucker 25 times during the season. Not number eight, check decorations for certification labels. Now, this is something I have seen time and time again when you get them out of the package and you have these labels. Decorations not bearing a label from an independent testing laboratory, such as Underwriter Laboratories, UL, Canadian Standard Association, the CSA, or Intertech, ETL, have not been tested for safety and could be hazardous. So that's something that I did not know. You want to see that label that's kind of annoying and sometimes in the way, and inevitably we end up ripping off. But you want to make sure that your decorations have had that. And if you have something within the last 10 years, I would go ahead and throw it out and replace it, especially cords, because I'm notorious for using the janky old <laughs> extension cord that Grandma and Grandpa used from 1972. Number nine, stay in the kitchen when something is cooking. Oops. Unattended cooking equipment is the leading cause of home fires when it comes to cooking. So the cooking fires... Oh, gosh. I have to tell you how many times. I mean, I'm a notorious cookie burner. The timer goes off on the oven. I might be upstairs or somewhere else. And all of a sudden, we've got smoking cookies. It's happened. And just note, stay in the kitchen and be attentive when cooking. Note to self. Number 10, turn off, unplug, and extinguish all decorations when going to sleep or leaving the house. Unattended candles are the cause of one in five home candle fires. Half of home fire deaths occur between the hours of 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. So take that extra time, just unplug everything, turn everything off. If you have something indoors, like you have the power strip, go ahead and turn the power strip all the way off. Today's Riverbend Living Spotlight is focused on Pierre Marquette State Park and Lodge in Grafton, Illinois. I wanted to note here that Grafton, Illinois is a wonderful place to visit and a small town or village that has lots to see if you are a tourist or a local to visit for a day trip. We will be highlighting Grafton in a future episode, but I wanted to note this so that if you're looking up the state park facilities and activities, this is a wonderful place to stay for lodging or explore on its own. The Pierre Marquette State Park is an 8,000 acre park that has a little bit of everything outdoorsy. Some history about the, the park. When Europeans began to explore the Illinois country, most of the Native Americans they met were members of the Illinois tribe. The first of these explorers in 1673 was a group led by Louis Juliet, a cartographer, and Father Pierre-Jacques Marquette, a French Jesuit missionary. Marquette and Juliet, accompanied by French voyagers, paddled down the Mississippi River in search of a passage to the Pacific Ocean. Learning from the Native Americans that the Mississippi River emptied into the Gulf of Mexico, Marquette and Juliet turned back, returning by way of the Illinois River and stopping near what is now called the Pierre Marquette State Park. 
A large stone cross east of the park entrance commemorates their historic landing here. Fast forward generations later, local civic groups sought to preserve this land by the river as a state park. They raised money and were successful in persuading the state to match their funds for the purchase of the land in 1931. This newly created park was soon named Pierre Marquette State Park in honor of the adventurous French missionary. Some of the facilities and activities include fishing for day use, hunting, hiking trails, swimming beach, bike trails, bridle trails. There's boat and camping with launch ramps, primitive or electrical sites for those for those camping. And there's also plenty of winter activities that they have at the lodge. The Pier Marquette Lodge and Conference Center was originally built in the 1930s by the Civilian Conservation Corps, but has been expanded and updated in recent years. Today, native stone and rustic timbers of the original lodge blend with the new to provide first-class accommodations in a historical setting. The mammoth stone fireplace in the lobby soars to a roof height of 50 feet and is said to weigh 700 tons. There are 50 spacious guest rooms and 22 stone guest cabin rooms. Among the facilities available are a cocktail lounge, gift shop, indoor swimming pool, whirlpool, saunas, game room, and tennis court. Pier Marquette Lodge provides elegant dining with a Sunday brunch that draws people from Missouri as well as Illinois. The dining room seats 150 people and offers a choice of family-style dining buffet or selections from the menu. The 2,900-square-foot conference center has banquet facilities to accommodate 300 and a comprehensive selection of audiovisual equipment. The center breaks into four separate meeting rooms. As a family, we've been to the Pier Marquette State Park a couple of times in the last few months to view the fall foliage and to hike. We also went this last weekend to visit Santa. They had him present for the holiday festival that was going on within the lodge. And there was about 28 or so vendors also that were handmade or authors, locally sourced items. It was it was really a lot of fun. And the Christmas tree was so grand. I'm going to put some of the photos that we took of the Christmas tree and the fireplace I'm going to put those inside the uh, either the Instagram feed or probably also the blog posts. If you want to find out more about the lodge and uh, visiting for or accommodations, because the guest rooms are really cool and the area is just really beautiful, you can go to pmlodge.net. I'm going to wrap it up for today, but I just wanted to share a little bit. If you notice that there's a publishing gap between episode four and episode five, it's because I got inside my head a little too deep and began to self-analyze all of the things that were negative about me not knowing too much about podcasting, all of the things that I thought that I couldn't do, and negative self-talk and self-criticism began to to win over some of the positive feedback that I had gotten. And some of the negative feedback that I had gotten were that people just didn't get it, that a couple of people that are really close to me were like, I love you, but what is this? You know, what is this? What is this going to do? Why are you doing this? And I have to say that it, it took a toll on my creativity for a little while and pushing me because I thought, well, they're right. I don't want to be like the American Idol contestants that don't really sing that well. And yet no one told them, hey, you may not want to be on a national television show.
right? Like I, nobody wants to be that person and humiliate themselves. But after praying about it and just talking to my kids, talking to my husband about it, talking to my dear friend, Diane and Isabella and Deb, um, they really encouraged me, like, you don't know what you're doing, yes, but you've learned how to put this thing together. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't quit and and push forward because whatever you are learning, even if it's nothing grandiose, it's something that you are supposed to be doing and you feel the push to keep going. So I just want to share my heart with you a little bit that that was happening and I appreciate very much anyone who pushes play on this podcast anyone that subscribes to this podcast, anyone that leaves a positive review to this podcast, I appreciate you so much because this is something that I don't really understand why I've learned to put this together, why I'm creating content for such a thing. I just know that I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about living and loving local vendors, local businesses, local attractions, from wherever you live. And I am passionate about Midwestern people. I'm, I, I just really enjoy meeting new people, talking about the things that they have done with their lives. Everyone has a story. And I just feel this push to begin to share little bits at a time, little corners of my world. So I hope you come along with me on this journey. And I appreciate you listening and interacting with me. Thanks so much. You have been listening to the Prairie Sun Living Podcast. Follow along on our journey at prairiesunliving.com. Interact with us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you haven't already, find us on Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.